Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Victor Mark Show. We are excited today. One, because I got my bride next to me. Those of you who are listening, she is looking hot. All right, just hottie, right next to me. Married 32 years. And uh, we've got a dear friend, sister in the Lord, and someone most of you will know of. We have the lovely, talented, and blessed Stacy Dash with us today. Thank you for having me. You bet. Welcome. This is such an honor. It and is this, wonderful. Uh, yes. Well, you know what? This is going to be a very good program that I want people to uh, really pay attention to because this is an opportunity to get a little insight into Hollywood, mm-hmm. get some insight into the recent movie, Roe vs. Wade, and what you starred in. Mm-hmm. And then also, for those who have faith or conservative and and to understand that there is a spiritual battle going on. Yes. And you were flat in the middle of a very real battlefield. And I'll start by saying this. Christians have abdicated their roles, positions, in saying, you know, Hollywood is horrible, it's dark, and, like, let's abandon it. Just like they did politics, even people in ministry started really moving toward being passive. Instead of us engaging in the spheres that we should, uh, allowing us to determine the state of our culture as far as being a light. And we've heard it said, when good people do nothing, evil will abound. Mm-hmm. So, one, thank you for using your gift. Thank you for enduring hardship, both yeah. personally and then in the spiritual realm. And we're excited to be able to get a little insight into that today. Oh, thank you. I'm grateful that you appreciate the battle because it's real. It's real. And like you said, it is mostly a supernatural battle. My prayer has been over the past four years, Father, where do you want to use me? Mm. You know, where can I be of most service to you? And Hollywood, yes, that is a monster of its own. Politics, another monster (laughs) of its own. Um, Religion, another battlefield, you know, but I learned in my new walk with the Lord because I'm new. I became a born again Christian four years ago. And I've learned that this is not a battle of flesh and blood. I mean, as soon as I accepted the Lord into my heart, the devil came after me like nobody's business. And I realized that it's not about Stacy. It's about my relationship with Jesus. And as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, I'll be all right. But yeah. that's not easy to do. No. And, you know, we can attest to the genuineness of your faith and who you are as a person. One, because you're a friend. And I remember the first time we actually connected. We were in Iraq. Yeah. Remember? I we were remember, in Iraq yeah. doing missions, and yeah. we had a mutual friend say, hey, we got a friend, and I think I should talk with yeah. her. And we ended up praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I'll never forget it. I was in my bedroom, and... He called and he said, I have some people that I want you to talk to. And they are very, very powerful people in spiritual warfare. And I knew, I knew at that particular mark in my journey yeah. 
that it was supernatural, Mm -hmm. that I was not battling anything in this realm, that it wasn't about this. It was something else. And so when you prayed for me, I could feel the darkness and the demons and the chains. And I mean, I could feel them just Mm -hmm. breaking off of me. I mean, were there still some? Yeah, Yeah. there there were some left, but the majority of them, wow. It was a huge breakthrough for you. Yeah, you but saw it also opened my eyes to that realm. How real it was. And how real Yeah, the spiritual is. And I mean, God has his hand on you so much. Here we are in Iraq mm-hmm. in our safe house. Yeah. We're going in and out of ISIS territory. There's fighting, and yet we connect with you on a phone call. Had mm-hmm. we ever prayed for anybody while we were in Iraq no. back in America? No, what? which you know what? It shows me that prayer has no boundaries. Yeah. God is able to reach people and send his mighty warring angels wherever he, they're commissioned. And how yes. much he loves you. Yes. Because yes. that's the thing. I think yeah. many people, it doesn't matter who we pray for, you know, most people really don't understand how much God genuinely loves us. Yeah. And John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. I mean, he loved us even in our sin, mm-hmm. even in our rebellion. He still loves us. And then when we become Christians and we fail, we blow it, we're not living to the standard, then we think God hates us. Why Mm -hmm. would he hate us? Why would he not like us anymore? He loves us, Mm -hmm. period. And when people really can wrap their mind and heart around that, uh, we're able to walk in a level of freedom, whether we blow it or not, because I speak from experience. Well, and I believe God is always bringing us to people and people to us to help us on our journey. And even though we didn't know you, Stacy, there was something very special. I think he bonded us together through miles and miles because you made an imprint in our in both of our lives. Yeah, so it was very, it was anointed. It was it was supernatural. It was supernatural. At the time, I was sleeping on a mattress on a floor, and wow. I thought, my goodness, these people are in Iraq right now, saving children and women. You know, they're battling. They're at war. Not only physical war now. They're doing the spiritual warfare on me and what you did with me, you know, with the questions and the the demons and the assignments for those demons to be broken off of me of generations from the South Bronx, which no one knows. People think I'm Dion from Clueless from Beverly Hills, which is the furthest thing from the truth. (laughs) I am from the hood. I'm from the South Bronx. I'm from the street, you know. So the battle is beyond that, though, isn't it? because of where I came from, my whole life was motivated by anger. Mm. Anger drove me. Mm. All the success I had, everything I attained was through anger. Mm. And I finally realized when the Lord knocked me down to the pit of hell in order for me to wake up, that's what he had to do. I realized, Stacy, you're nothing. And this anger that you have is unsustainable. It's going to kill you. Self-destructive. This is not, that's not God. No. The devil's got you by the neck. Is that what you're going to let happen? Or are you going to surrender and give up to God and trust Jesus? You know, there are people that are listening and watching right now going, oh my gosh, here's this actress who's, you have played some incredible roles. You've worked with some incredible people. And like you said, they're, they're envisioning the Hollywood scene. And yet, you're being very transparent right now, talking about your struggles. And guess what? Now people can relate to you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of came to the end of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and you recognized anger was driving you, if people would do an honest assessment of where they're at in their life, find out what drives you. Mm-hmm. Is it money? Are you driven just for the almighty dollar uh, at the cost of everything else? Are you driven by hatred and anger? Mm-hmm. Um you know, are relationships exploding? You can't keep any traction. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your life? You may be a Christian, maybe a non-believer. We're talking about there very well could be spiritual warfare. And when we talk about demons, everybody talks about it, but we actually, we engage, identify, destroy, because mm-hmm. the enemy of our soul, Satan, mm-hmm. does want to see us ruined. Mm-hmm. And he'll want to destroy your life. He'll want to impede you. They want to keep you from what's true and right, the truth, which God loves us. So any regrets since you have become born again in the last five years? Not a single regret. And I realize that that is also the enemy, regret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you live in the past with no hope for the future. Yeah. And like Paul said, you know, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that is my mantra. Preach mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Woman. No. Wow. I mean, wow. here he was a killer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A persecutor. He persecuted yeah. Jesus, didn't believe, and what Jesus used him in the most profound, powerful way. And I realized there are times. There of are course. times where the devil gets me and tells yeah. me, Stacy, you know what? Your daughter doesn't like you. Your son doesn't like you. You did this wrong to them. You did that wrong to them. You messed up. You'll never get it back. It'll never come back for you. God doesn't love you. You should be ashamed. No. Be quiet, devil. That's it. God loves me. Yeah, and that's where we take an aggressive stance mm-hmm. against the lies of the enemy, the, the fiery darts that come at us. And, you know, uh, condemnation is not the language of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Neither is worry uh, or fear. It's it's faith, it's trust, it's truth. And what would you say has helped you, Eileen, uh, dealing with uh, things in your past, st- failures you've had uh, in, in whatever area? What has helped you? I think the single greatest weapon that I have is believing what Jesus says about me. Mm. Believing that everything in the past is in the past. You know, he puts a sign in the sea of all of our sin and says no fishing. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't go there. The enemy goes there. And he uses other people to try to remind us. But Mm -hmm. I just have to believe that what he says, we are forgiven. He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sin. And that to me is so simple. Yeah. And we've seen it. It's not like there's not a penance. You don't have to do stuff in order to be more righteous for God. I remember I was praying for a guy one time, a pastor, who, you know, well-known, you know, public figure. He was older, and he really struggled with anger. Because I feel like, kind of, you know, there's just this explosion, this monster in me. And uh, so, well, I'll pray for you, and I'll check, praying. And then he really just... It was very bad. But I kept saying, do you have any unconfessed sin in your life? Because this demon has a legal right to continue hassling you and tormenting you. But you know the word. And he goes, I've confessed everything. I said, well, Lord, 
let's just pray, Lord, please. And after a long while, he finally goes, okay, okay, I know what it is. And I was like, all right, you don't have to tell me, but confess it. He goes, I'll tell you, he goes, I murdered someone. I went, <laughs> and, I, and I literally was like, we've been at this 45 minutes. I like to do them quick. Like, you know, I never, I said, hey, that's between you, God, and law enforcement. Uh, listen, obviously you need to confess it. And he's like, Lord, I'm sorry. And, you know, and he told me I was involved in the occult. I was in a gang. And this guy, boom, boom, and, you know. So all of a sudden he was free. Free. And that craziness in him. But mm-hmm. some people, you know, they, they're they suffering needlessly because mm-hmm. they can't get the truth that you are forgiven, that you're, they can't get the truth in their soul. Right. And that's where sometimes you, you hear the word, you hear it, you hear it, but it's not sinking in mm-hmm. because the enemy's lies have become your truth. Mm-hmm. And um, it's well, so freeing. And I would say that the condemnation is speaking louder than the forgiveness. Right. And we just have to just flip those. I remember one time I asked you, babe, I said, honey, you know how you repented for having to, you were cutting all those mattress tags off. You just said, you know, "Honey, you're gonna throw me under the bus. You're gonna tell everyone that I cut mattress tags." Okay, all right, maybe you didn't, but that's pretty funny. That was you. I don't care who you are. That's funny. No, remember, I was struggling one time, uh, and I just said, "How do you?" Because I was focusing on my my failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a Christian, and I'm not, you know, I'm like, "Oh," I said, "How do you forgive yourself?" How can I forgive myself? And it was interesting because our conversation was this. Well, you're not sovereign, so you really can't forgive yourself because mm-hmm. you're the offender. It's like, but what you said changed my life. You said forgiving yourself is simply agreeing with Jesus that what he did on the cross was enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, Okay. Anything less is kind of arrogant. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare say that the cross isn't enough. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. How dare I not forgive myself? Right. Right. He died a brutal death for me so that I could be forgiven, and I'm not going to forgive myself? Yeah. Who do I think I am? No, that's really good. So one of the challenges for you recently, because now, I mean, you've gotten born again about five years ago. You started to walk with the Lord, you understand the struggles, the warfare, but really the enemy has attacked you in multiple areas. But one I want to talk about right now, more recently is through social media, mm-hmm. you have been canceled yes. by the nonsensical folks out yeah. there. What was that about? I have no idea. Right. Because I decided to give up on politics. Right. Um, I believe that being a Fox news contributor, yeah. you know, I was the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of my fall. I became so arrogant, so angry, so prideful. And, you know, the political world is just such a dirty, dirty world. And I decided no more. Yeah. No more politics. God God told me. And so the past four and a half years has been about, Father, right. what is your purpose for my life? Yeah. How do you want to use me? Mm. And he told me politics, no. Right. Absolutely not. But you've already been Stay labeled, away. right? I've I mean, been labeled. You definitely And been now this is the rebranding. This is right. new Dash. Yeah. This is the new creature in Christ, Stacy. 
who has humility and yeah. compassion and empathy. I am still a conservative. Yeah. I am a Christian, yeah. born again. I believe that I have the right to have those values. Yeah. But why they took me off of Instagram, <laughs> I have right. no idea. And you had quite the following. I had 250,000 followers. Right. You know, here I mm. sit there and think, okay, born again, conservative black woman. Danger, danger to the yeah, left. I guess. And, and, and the problem is we're not trying to create a divide. No. If people really know you or us, uh, because we take certain positions, it doesn't mean we don't love people. Not Let's right. take the issue of same-sex attraction. Right. You know, I've made some posts this week, and, and no matter how often we say it, it's like we don't hate homosexuals. We're not against gays. I, I think about when we were living in California, we had a neighbor uh, who was married to another gal, and you know she'd come out in the mornings and stroll her kid, but she strolled her in a, uh, a mop bucket. And <laughs> it sounds worse than it is, okay, because... Uh, uh, it had wheels. It had wheels. It maneuvered she nicely. had a little rope. You use what you use what you got. Right. You and they'd come around the corner and that babe would be flying like in the skating rink. Yeah. That sounds fun. So, yeah, right. So I went out one morning. I'm like, hey. I said, uh, your neighbor. She goes, I know who you are. I said, uh, who, who am I? She goes, you're that Christian. I go, uh, yeah. I said, all I was doing was coming out to let you know we have an extra stroller we have five kids and uh would you like one mm -hmm. we, we're happy to get she goes no this is okay i said okay i said it's kind of fun she's like you know i was like when you turn that corner you catch some speed <laughs> so she she kind of snickered and then she was like uh, i know who you are and what you believe i said i, I don't understand she goes you're gonna say something about me being gay Actually, I, I, I wasn't, <laughs> but now that you brought it up, I do have a question. She's all, I knew it. I said, uh, well, can we walk and talk? And she goes, fine. So we start walking. She's pulling a little mop bucket. I said, I have wondered this, and you, since you brought it up, I mean, I'll ask you, is it hard being married to a person of the same sex? And she looked at me and she's like, you actually really want to know? I go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know. I've never asked anyone. She goes, because I said it's hard being married to a person of the opposite sex. So I'm just <laughs> in marriage, period. I mean, it's like it's tough. And then she laughed and she's like, "Dang, yeah, mm -hmm. it is." Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it has to do with personalities and whatnot. Right. But she said, as a matter of fact, she said, "My wife is on a two week bender right now." She struggles with drug addiction. I'm here with the kids alone. And I was like, sucks. Yeah. This is real life. Right. Well, there's a commonality, right? Same problems. Right. Same problems. Relationship. Right? Relation in a relationship. Raising children. Raising children. Right. So, so that's where people have the wrong perceptions. Exactly. And so you're not against homosexuals. You're not no. against. I have. Friends I love, family right. I love, right. who are gay. Right. I don't meet a person and say, oh, you're gay. It doesn't even cross my mind. Right. Right. I don't even think about it. Yeah. I really don't. So this whole narrative that's out there that I don't like gay people Nuts. because I'm Christian or Not because crazy. I'm conservative, it's, it's insane. And, and actually it hurts. Yeah. It hurts me. It really yeah. does because it's just not true. 
you know what I've done? You know, people recognize me, and if there's this tension, I go, why are you judging me? Mm -hmm. You don't even know me. Stop judging me. Do you like to be judged? Do people put you down? Because quit judging me like you think. And then they're like, you know, it kind of puts them on their heels. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, don't be hypocritical about this. Right. I said, I don't have to agree with your lifestyle or your choices, but that don't mean I don't like you. Right. Now, move into the activist category. Mm, yeah. Then I'm going to stand up against you. Right. I'm going to speak out of just like I would anyone in any category that I don't agree with that I believe could be harmful ultimately to children. Right. We, we take strong stands. Right. And, and I want to thank you publicly because you have aligned yourself with our ministry, yes, organization, absolutely. as an ambassador. Absolutely. And there's not tons of people in the entertainment industry that will because, I mean, last year we reached 200 million people just on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, this podcast is on over 500 radio stations on, on the broadcast side. And you know what we stand for, yes. helping children, helping women. And you've really stepped in that gap. And we... Well, we can tell people that you truly do care. I do. Well, and, and, you know, I was a victim of abuse, domestic abuse by a man for five years of my life. Mm. You know, raped, tortured, beaten. And it's a matter of worthiness. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important that we're aware. And for women who are still in that situation or who have gotten out of that situation, they know it's about worthiness. Yeah. You know, and by the grace and mercy of God, I was given a child who mm. I almost aborted. Mm. I was on the abortion table. I was mm. four months pregnant. I was in this relationship with a man beating me brutally. And I said, God, I can't bring a kid into this world. Mm. I can't. I can't bring a kid into this situation. I was 22 years old. Mm. And I was on the abortion table, IV in my arm. They were about to roll me into the operating room. And I will never forget, I could not stop crying. And I said, God, you've got to tell me what to do. I don't want to whisper. I don't want to sign. I need you to tell me right now. And God spoke to me. I am not kidding you. Like thunder. Keep your son. So loud that I ripped the ivy out of my arm, jumped off the table and started screaming. I'm keeping my son. I'm keeping my son. Because it felt like they were going to take him somehow. And they were like, calm down, calm down. And my doctor said, let's check. Let's make sure everything's okay. He did a sonogram. And I saw my son's heartbeat. And today he's 30 years old. He's 30. And that boy saved my life. Because when that man held a gun to my head when he was a month old, I said, God, if you let me live, if you let nothing happen to my son, I will leave this man. I'll never come back. Because his life became worth more than my own. Mm. So he saved my life, my son. And I left that man and I never went back. He stalked us for three years. I had to do something to make sure he wouldn't come back again. And I did it. Yeah. And he never came back. Mm. That's and that is why I am pro-life. you know. And that is why I did Roe v. Wade. Mm. And it's not because I want to judge anybody right. you know, who's had an abortion right. or who's considering an abortion. I'm saying it because I know that life begins at conception because my son is here. He's here. <laughs> He's a 30-year-old man who I love and adore, who saved my life. I have a daughter who's 17. 
But most importantly, that boy, I was on the table. They almost took him from me. And I listened, and I thank God for giving me his grace, his mercy, his supernatural Holy Spirit, so that I did listen. I did listen to him. Now, after that, did I continue to listen? <laughs> That's a whole other story. But I it's made the a journey. Mistake. It's the journey, mm-hmm. and that was a key point in your life yes. and in your journey. And we know your son, and he's an amazing, yes, he is. He's an amazing young man. Mm-hmm. We're thankful that, one, that you did listen to God. And I want to get in to this next phase. You mentioned it, the movie Roe v. Wade. Wade where you start in it, and it's a powerful movie. Yes. And uh, I want our listeners to be able to understand, you know, more about, we just heard your backstory, and many don't even know that. No. I mean, many just heard that for the first time, and they're going, oh, my gosh. And now, I definitely believe you're going to get a whole new slew of fans that aren't fickle, but fans that love you and can identify with you mm-hmm. and can call you sister. Again, oh, trailblazing, mm-hmm. uh, doing something that if you want to uh, or have the gift to do. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and pick this up tomorrow in our next episode. You guys, thank you. They were invisible ninjas cutting they, onions they for a were. second there because my eyes were leaking. Didn't know where that came from. What a powerful, beautiful story. So join us tomorrow, and whatever you're doing today, continue to walk with the Lord, stay in your lane, and uh, get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.